fans welcome to episode 34 of blasty's corner grant chung here with you along with co-host chris who's about to finish his long-awaited graduate school defense don't how are you feeling chris (gasps) i'm tired tired mentally tired mentally i'm very happy for the the completion that's for sure yeah That'll be good. I'm um, sure you're tired. The Flames seem tired, I guess, against the Avalanche all those days ago on Sunday night. Um, again, I've been working uh, the last every day that they were playing last week. So unfortunately, I was unable to catch the Detroit game and the Avalanche game, which were a pair of 3 nothing, um results i suppose one oh, yeah, in they favor were. of the flames one against the flames so do you want to talk about that real quick or sure uh i'm mad at markstrom because i think i predicted a 3-1 win against detroit so what the hell you could have <laughs> let one in there markstrom that would have been the first prediction i think we got right in the season hey man he's leading the league can you yeah. really be mad at yeah, markstrom for leading the league in shutouts with nine setting a new career high. He had eight shutouts, I think, last year or the year before with Vancouver in, like, 50-some games. and Or how many games did he have? Like, over a full season, he only got eight. And he's still got just under 30 games left to add to that total. So, I mean, just come on. He's phenomenal. Yeah, no, yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> I, I, imagine, I imagine he will uh, break Kipper's record. I don't want to... You know, any, anything can happen, but uh, 11, 12, he's got 10, so 10 one away from tying. Uh, I mean, it's pretty good odds. I mean, pretty nothing's guaranteed, but uh, looking good for him. I knock on wood, of course, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, it was Detroit game was good. They they ran them over, you know, I think they had four shots through two or close to that. Uh, it was a dominant performance. Uh, that's what the non tired flames look like, but then, uh, yeah. And then the Avs came to town, and that—that's what I like to call a scheduled loss. If I ever seen one, five and seven <laughs> rested Avs team, who are the best team in the league by a landslide, and the Flames are off a of back-to-back with travel, going to Colorado, altitude change. There's a whole lot of excuses um, that the Flames could have, you know, used, and uh, they just said they're an honest team, and they were tired, and they looked tired. Um, they gave it the best shot. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, Vladar probably, you know, wasn't didn't like one of the goals. I didn't like the first goal. I don't think Sutter did either. He mentioned it in the press conference afterwards. But yeah, it is what it is. Schedule lost sixteen three and one in our last twenty, I believe. So you can't complain. <laughs> no, you cannot. You cannot complain about that. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's basically, yeah, scheduled loss is is a great term for that. I mean, you play the previous night 
at home and then you got to jump on a plane and fly over to Colorado the next day, like schedule, the schedule just fucked us over there in that regard. Um, we did play very well against the Colorado Avalanche, but of course, you, like you said, there was just no gas left in the tank for the boys there. Um, and, you know, they tried, you know, gave it the old college try and uh, just lost to a better team. And that's expected uh, at this point in state. At this point in time, the Flames are playing the New Jersey Devils tonight, uh, Wednesday against uh, in at home there they're back at home just like just again just ridiculous ridiculous rescheduling uh because now they're back at home again for two games oh my they're doing it again okay so they're playing buffalo again on the 18th this week Mm -hmm. and then on the 19th they're playing in vancouver uh which is i mean i guess they gain an hour and vancouver is a lot closer than colorado but still i don't know why they choose to do this to, to the flames. I don't know if it's just a thing that, uh, uh, yeah. Schedule like this year, especially is a little weird. And then silly. I think it's happened to every team really. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's compressed schedule and then COVID happened too. So they're trying to fit in everything. I think, I don't know if these are rescheduled games, but, uh, yeah, it's yeah. not ideal. For sure, travel after on a back to back. At least Vancouver is only an hour away flying, yeah, exactly. so that's, and you gain an hour. So yeah, that is but it's still nice. travel. It's mm-hmm. still you know you still got to go to the airport, do all that stuff. Or I guess they probably just walk right into their jet. But yeah, exactly. So, so what can you do? The Flames again. Uh, they play the New Jersey Devils tonight. Uh, that's going to be a good game. A lot of high flyers in New Jersey. We get to see old Dougie Hamilton again. Um, I believe he's uninjured, so he should be ready to go. And he is. So, yeah, so he'll be in the lineup. Um, we get to see Jack Hughes. Maybe score a goal. Maybe not. I, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm kind of torn because, you know, I got old Jack Hughes and um, Man, team where, name. I don't know if you like my team name. Where, where are your guys. allegiances? Where are That's they? Calgary. It's with Calgary. Or your draft team. I don't know. Suspicious. Uh, well, I have Hughes and Damon Severson. So, you know, it's it's uh, oh, be nice to get a down. couple points. Be nice to get a couple points. But I also have Johnny and Andrew Montepane. So oh, there you go. And Elias Lindholm. And Jacob Markstrom. So I, I feel like, and Tyler Toffoli. So I, I feel like our, my allegiances <laughs> are, are pretty aligned with uh, the flames there but you know it's i think it's gonna be a good game either way i got a lot of moving parts five, in this game five, pretty five. invested yeah <laughs> yeah so it's it's it'll be fun i think uh well, what yeah, are your predictions for the game tonight i mean by the time you listen to this it's probably gonna be over but you know who knows yeah i, I mean i think uh it's gonna be a good game I, a lot of new jersey's a young exciting team lots of skill don't take yeah. them lightly that's for sure mm-hmm. um but I think they're beatable, so I think the Flames can win after a nice rest. We've got two two days of rest, so uh, I expect good effort today and some angry faces because we got shut out first time this year. Yep. So, yeah, I expect the Flames to win. Let's see. Oh, I don't know. What would the score be? I'm going to say 5-2. to two. It's a hunch. 5-2 oh. for 5-2 Flames. Yeah, first line, each get a goal, and then two from Milan Lucic. Oh, okay. Five hole? 
Yeah, both. <laughs> he needs that, man. He he he. Uh, oh, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. Yeah. yeah, the Flames, funnily enough, won five to three the first game that they played this season. Uh, so that's that's pretty similar to to what you're thinking there. I'm I'm gonna say, uh, let's say four to four to two. I'm going four to two. I say we score one less gate, one less goal, um, and the fourth goal is gonna be an empty netter. I think it's gonna be a lot closer. Uh, the Devils are an upcoming team. Like their their record doesn't necessarily show that, but they're they haven't really been at full strength all season. I mean, I don't, I know Jack Hughes was injured for a while. Dougie yeah. Hamilton was out of the lineup for a while. Nico Hishier has been out of the lineup for a while. So um, they didn't really get a chance to get their footing. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood's a decent goaltender. I mean, he's well. I I don't know. Actually, he's not. Never mind. I lied. He's got an 894 save percentage, 329 goals against average. He's only yeah, got nine wins on the season. So that yeah, might be the issue that they're um, that they have there since Marty Bruder left. They have sh- really shocker. Good. Goaltending is important. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah. Um, one guy to keep an eye on, of course, is Jesper Bratt. He leads the I, the Devils. I was going to call them the Islanders, but uh, the Devils. He leads the Devils. Uh, with 19 goals and 37 assists. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on Jesper Bratt, who's been a pretty big breakout for them. Um, Jack not. Hughes, of course, again, is going to be a big, big player for them. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the game. Um, it's going to be a fun one, I think. Uh, but let's let's take a quick break now, and then we'll uh, when we come back, we'll talk about some trade deadline intrigue. So we'll be right back. Stick with us. Uh, right back after this. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big, big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the whim column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. And welcome back, Blasties fans. Uh, As I was mentioning before, trade deadline is coming up uh, March 21st. That's next Monday. Mr. Christopher's defense is on Tuesday. So we likely won't be able to have a podcast before that. So predictions, my friend, Chris, what are, do you think we should continue to stay aggressive? What do you, if you're Brad Trilliving right now, 
um, knowing that the San Jose Sharks just offered Tomas Hurdle or signed Tomas Hurdle to a eight-year extension by $65 million. Um, what are your thoughts now? If you're trail living, how do you approach this trade deadline? Well, for one, I wish you would just call in already. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in seriousness, like, I mean, I, I think you have to be aggressive, don't you? Like, as a GM, he has to understand the situation that's upcoming in the offseason. Like, we're not going to be able to, we, I think we'll be able to keep the big players. But I don't think we're going to be able to keep everyone. And I don't think, like, I hope we'll be in contending status for next year. That really depends on who we sign or prospects that come up to replace people that we lose. Um, but, like, you have to look at this as, like, kind of our, our window. And if it extends beyond that, then that's great. But I, I don't think it's necessarily reasonable to think it, it will extend beyond this year, depending on who we lose. So... I think you have to be aggressive. I think we have to maybe move some players um, that are not performing up to their standard that they need to be and try to upgrade if possible. I mean, the cost, I don't want to start trading away like our few blue chippers necessarily. I mean, there's a price for every player, but like I was willing to do that for Jack Eichel, but I don't know if there's a Jack Eichel level type player available on the trade deadline. I think the best player is what, who do you think, Drew? Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. <clears throat> yeah. So I don't know. It's we need. I would say we need. Like he's probably going to go after the defenseman. He loves defensemen. <laughs> um, I don't think we should change our top six. I think it would be like a Michael Stone situation where he can come in and play meaningful minutes if we get injury injuries in the playoffs, which is very possible. Of course, mm-hmm. anyone can get hurt in the playoffs. Uh, and I think we he should be looking at an upgrade at center position, to be honest. Um, like we have so we have Lindholm, who's great, fantastic year, breakout year, really. Um, yep. another one, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> um, another one. So he, yeah, he so Lindholm was fine, like number one center, sure. I think he fits that role. Mm-hmm. Number two center, like, do we have one? I don't, I don't. I don't think so because yeah. he might become that if we're lucky and if he's shown lucky. yeah he's shown some some signs of being offensively dangerous paired with the right people mm-hmm. and even paired with some fourth liners he's he's made some still put some points up i don't know about monahan or backland where they fit in that they're both pretty offensively i, I want to say he's stunted is that a good word to use I don't. I don't think Monahan drives the play offensively anymore. I don't think he can drive the play. He needs to be pretty much paired with a Johnny Gaudreau to even <laughs> barely score. Yeah, I've read a funny stat on the on the forums, which I shouldn't read, but I do. <laughs> um, and I, so I don't know if this is actually true, but I read a stat that he only has nine even strength goals in his past two seasons. Like so, this Monaghan. season and last season. Yeah. That's it. That's not a lot of goals, five on five. No, that is atrocious. <laughs> um, and he was playing with Gaudreau last year. So 
Wow. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think I, I wanted to originally to move on from Monahan in the draft. But like as each day goes by, I don't know if it's unlucky or if he just isn't capable of scoring on NHL goaltenders anymore. Incapable of actually they're generating chances, especially when he's played with certain people. But when the play goes on his stick, I don't expect it to go in the net unless it's empty. <laughs> so, and I don't think Daryl's putting him out on empty nets anymore either. No, no, he's not. He One really thing is. he does have going for him is he's not – he's expensive for what he provides offensively, yes. I think his underlying defensive metrics are not as bad as we think they are watching. Um, and he's decent on face-offs. I think he's one of the best power play face-off people in the league, actually. Hmm. Um, so there is some value that Brad can maybe farm out of him. Uh, to a young team that maybe needs a centerman, like Seattle or yeah, Arizona. So there's players that we could maybe harvest from those types of teams. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the deal's right, of course. And that would also free up some cap for next year to sign some players. Yeah, uh, Lucic is another one that I look at. I'm like, yeah, the. There's locker room implications with this too, so you don't want to trade everyone away. But I think maybe one of those two players could potentially be going. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lucic obviously offers more intangibles than tangibles, but he does offer a toughness on the ice that we do see. And I don't think uh, that's taken lightly. And I don't know if Daryl really wants to part with that, to be honest. So if I had to pick one of the two, I think Monaghan is a, a high risk of being traded. Yeah. Uh, either... I think for sure, 100%, he's gone either at the draft or uh, during the trade deadline this week. Yeah. That's my feel. What do you think? Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I feel the same way. In fact, daily faceoff, um, Frank Zaravelli has added Sean Monahan to their big trade board on the daily faceoff website there. Uh, I feel like if we don't get a deal done, um, at the deadline, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think at that point, Trelleving's just going to trade him for a bag of pucks because uh, it's just. I mean, he does have a modified no trade clause, um, so I think he gets to pick where he goes. Um, let's see here. He's got a ten team no trade list. Okay, so I mean that's. That's not it's not super difficult to to get around uh, if you're you know obviously trying to sell them at the lowest possible just to get cap hit or cap space and there was a report from Pierre LeBrun that um, Ron Francis of the Seattle Kraken would be willing to take on bad contracts uh, because they're that team so so let, let me let me let me put this to you uh, think about this chris let me let me let me get you something to think about think about this how about if we who says no in this situation if we trade sean monahan and maybe dylan dubé to the seattle kraken for kelly Yarncroak and marcus johansson who are both pending ufas what do you think about that I like Yarn Croak. Obviously, the Lindholm connection. Mm-hmm. 
So again, you got to think about team fit at this point. You don't want to upset yes. the locker room. Absolutely. You're losing some people that are have deep roots in the locker room. Monahan and yeah. Yeah. And Lucic, to be honest, too, with Toffoli as well. Yeah. Well, I'm um, not talking about Lucic. I'm talking yeah. about Dube. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I don't know why I thought Lucic. Man, I must hate the guy. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. So Dube. Yeah. Dube's been here a while, too. So I'm, and he seems like it liked in the locker room as well. So, oh, I'm sure. So, yeah. I like the Yarn Croak idea. Does mm-hmm. he offer more offense than Sean Monahan? I think, he, is he a center? He play. He's currently listed as their top line center, um, on daily faceoff, playing between Eberly and Schwartz. I think he's a three position player, as is Marcus Johansson. And now the reason I I'm I'm putting Johansson's name out there is because he has 40, 97 games of playoff experience. He's got forty one points. So you know he's played with the Washington Capitals. Big contributor back then um, with them in the playoffs. So, you know, he, he has that experience. He's He's been around, right? Um, he played 22 games actually with the Boston Bruins in 18-19. So uh, yeah. with the Minnesota Wild last year uh, in the playoffs as well. So he's 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 been to the playoffs more often than not in his career. So he knows what's going on. Uh, he can play center. I feel like he likely wouldn't be the best second line center, but you know, Backlund could just take over that and he'd be an adequate third line center as would yard croak. It's, it's all, it's all about the pair really. I like Johansson offensively is pretty stunted as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he only has six goals this year. Uh, yes. I don't know what his average ice time isn't very good though. Like probably be similar slightly more than Monaghan's. Um, and I think he's only scored one goal in his last uh, lot of games. Yeah. <laughs> Probably 20. Um, yeah. So, but the I mean, cap hit, the cap hit would be the biggest and thing. Is he, a, is he a UFA? He will be UFA after this year. He's only making 1.5. I fully do not expect that we re sign him. We might re sign Yarncroak if we acquired him. I think at this point, for me, Yarncroak should be priority number one at this point. He's a guy that we can afford. He yeah. again has ties to the locker room and in, in just in terms of his being a cousin of Zebulon and he's a Swede. So we've got tons of Swedes in the locker room. So he'd fit in pretty well. I think um, he plays all three positions. Well, he's a good centerman. Um, I think he makes the most sense for Trilliving to go after. He shouldn't cost too much either. Uh, maybe one of our second round picks would get it done. Uh, but this is just me thinking we need to get out of out from under Sean Monahan's contract. If we have any hope of re-signing our guys uh, at that point. And the reason I'm including Dubé in that is because it, by doing that, we're basically immediately um, freeing up the money for Kachuk next year. Right. And uh, if, I'm fine with like I'm kind of mentally moved on from Monahan, um, personally. Uh, so I, I'm fine with that piece. Dubé, I still have hope for. I guess. Yes, yeah, you're not you're not going to be able to get rid of Sean Monahan's contract without some no, sort of sweetener. No, you're right. I just I don't want to take too much off the roster because you're yeah. trading 
two forwards, mind you, relatively ineffective forwards on this lineup so far this year, uh, for forwards on a really bad team. <laughs> yeah. Just straight up swap, which, you know, it's it's concerning. I would, I like Yarn Kroklock. I don't know about Johansson, and he gets hurt a lot. I know you mentioned his, um, sorry, the playoff history. Yes. Uh, that is, that, that's valuable for sure. And did he win a cup with, you said he won a cup with Washington? Was he on the team? When did they win last? 16, 17? Uh, their only win, I think, was, yeah, 18, 2018. 2018. No, he was with New Jersey then. I think. Yeah. Is that right? Because we had Tampa, Tampa. No. Tampa, Tampa. Blues, Washington. I think that's Blues, the last four Washington. winners, right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he was on New Jersey by then. 17, 18. Yeah. So I don't know. M- M- Johansson gives me like black vibes. <laughs> to be honest. Well, yeah, this is, but this is the thing is that that's what we would need. That, that is a return for Sean Monahan at this point. Do you know who I would rather go? I would rather, I would rather try uh, to go after, and I know they're UFAs. Um, I'm just whipping up cap friendly here because I'm curious. Phil Kessel. Kessel is an interesting one, um, but I'm still looking at the Kraken. Okay. Um, I really like Yanni Gord. Too and I also really like Everly in a depth scoring role. Too expensive. But is he not a UFA? That's what I was going to check. No, he's Everly's got two more years at five and a half. Um, and Gord has three more years at five one six. Yeah, that's too much. So it's too expensive. There's no way we can afford that. Darn. Too bad. Yeah. yeah. Kessel would be interesting. He'd be. I, I would offer the same package to to Arizona to to take um, Monahan's uh, contract. Give up Dubay. I know it's shitty, but you know you need to. He hasn't. He really hasn't performed up to the standards that we need him to be. Uh, if we're going to be a cup contending team, like if we're ranking a deep run, this is the this is the time. Right? right, and him being off the roster next season gives a ro- opens up a roster spot for a Matthew Phillips or a Jakob Pelche or a Connor Zary or any number of of those guys who you know are we've said before chomping at the bit to yeah. try to get into Glenn Godden. Even he's been around for a long time, so you know it it, it opens up that roster spot so that more players can and and like you said right we're we're gonna need these rookies to step up if we're gonna be where we need to be to sign everybody that we need to sign like the kachucks and the johnnies and the manjapanes are not going to be cheap no you're right and I, i'm curious i don't know if he, phil kessel has a no move clause modified no trade i think yeah Modified he no trade, no submits an eight-team trade list, but yes. I mean, if you're if you're asking him to to, would you like to go to a cup contender in Calgary? I think he would say yes to get out of Arizona. When you, be, I, I I mean, I personally would. I don't know about <laughs> Kessel. He's one to like. I don't know. Is he happy in Arizona? <laughs> Just living the life, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I suppose he wouldn't be the he wouldn't be the guy here though either right he's a ufa next year so if he really liked arizona that much you could just go back and sign with them over the summer 
That's true. And you know what? I like Phil Kessel a lot. I think uh, he's a, he's a, he's one of those like natural goal scorers. And I think yeah. Arizona's had a tough a tough time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to bring up his stats. I'm really struggling today. <laughs> Bringing up stuff while talking. Uh, da, 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 da. How many points does he have? I'm just curious how he's actually doing. I I think he's mediocre. I mean, it's on Arizona. So, yeah, six goals and 31 assists. So lots of assists, but not a lot of goals. I called him a goal scorer. But still, like, almost 40 points. Yeah, 37 37 points and 60 games played. Yeah. Does he have a lot of shots? Uh, That I cannot see. Okay, I've got it here. I'm coming up here now. He's got 123 shots, which I don't that's know if that paces good. the Flames. I don't think it does, but no. But I mean, that's still a lot of shots. Yeah, that's like over two a game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, just so... over two a game. He's interesting, and his shooting percentage has been like ridiculously low. Probably, maybe his career low. It's only less than five percent. So, comes to our team, maybe gets power play time. He'd probably oh, he on, absolutely would get power play time. Yeah, he'd be, probably be on the second unit, maybe, you think? Or would he get first uh, unit? Would he replace Toffoli? I think Toffoli's doing No, you wouldn't right. replace Toffoli. No, 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 no. He'd be on the second unit for sure. Yeah, second unit. But that's that's dangerous, right? It is, yeah. It's, it's, another, it's another weapon. And yeah, I mean, I, I'd trust Phil Kessel to score more than uh, Sean Monaghan. And maybe Phil Kessel would be a little bit rejuvenated coming to a contender again and having a chance yeah. calling yeah. a contender secretly. But, uh, and then, yeah, again, not not being the guy, right? Because we've known that he struggled when he's the guy, a.k.a. the Leaf years. Uh, but when he was in Pittsburgh, he was amazing because he didn't have to be the guy because Sid and Gino were the guys. So yeah. in this place, you know, it's Johnny and Kachuk and Lindholm. Those are those are the guys. So yeah. I, I feel like Kessel would be a sneaky good addition. It does not, however, address our need for a centerman. Um, suppose Trevor Lewis would just become our fourth line center, which would be fine. Um, but you know that. Uh, well, we have Brad Richardson. Yes, and Brad Richardson. Yes, you're right. So there's that. I mean, I don't want to replace Brad Richardson with. <laughs> Sean Manor with Brad Richardson, even though I think Brad Richardson has maybe played better than Sean Monahan. Uh, like at least the style of play kind of meshes well with Lewis. Um, yeah. Kind of gritty, grindy. Like when when Richardson was in the lineup, I think that line that Richie Richardson Lewis line was actually really good. Yeah, true. They were they weren't scoring and maybe yeah. never could score unless again the goalie <laughs> was out of the net, but they were generating chances. Yeah. Generated momentum, which I mean, really, how, how much do you want out of your fourth line? So, yeah, yeah, it's tough. I, I like us a lot. I mean, that would be exciting. That would be excite me about as much as uh, James Neal did when he first came to Calgary. Oh, God, I know. I was excited for James Neal. I was, uh, uh finally I think everybody that was. That's why it was so disappointing. Yeah, it was, yeah, double down on the disappointment, but yeah, it, he, yeah, that. He's won cups too. I mean, would yeah. be in a similar role. Would probably be in like a third line type role. Mm-hmm. Very, very interesting. So our our centermen would then be Rizichka, Backlund, and Richardson. Yeah. Or I mean, getting Phil Kessel if if they're willing to accept the trade package 
course, of Sean Monahan and uh, Dubé. Dubé. And if Sean doesn't wave, waves his, or if Arizona isn't on, uh, you know, he might, Arizona's probably on his no trade list, to be honest with you. <laughs> but let's say, let's say miraculously that they are not. Maybe he likes Arizona and, and the 5, he wants fans. to play. Yeah, he wants to play in a college fucking arena. <laughs> 5,000 fans. Um, maybe maybe he'd be willing to go uh, play with Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz. And uh, we get Phil Kessel for a package of Sean Monahan and Dylan Dubé. Um, which is, I think it's a pretty decent package. Uh, you you know, want Nick Schmaltz get... back? No, no, no. For Phil Kessel. For Phil Kessel. Oh, oh. Um, oh like, and then I still think we could, like, we could still get Yarncroak from Seattle. I mean, I, I think he would likely cost, I, I think a second round pick would get it done. I do think we can get Yarncroak from Seattle. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, so I think right now, priority number one, let's just get Yarncroak, flip him for, like, flip that second round pick, give him Florida's pick. I mean, you know, obviously. Um, it's a little lower than than what ours is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll give him that pick, get Yarn Croak into the fold, and then, yeah, maybe maybe try to snag Phil Kessel from just get that that extra offense from in the bottom six there. Yeah, it, it's such a weird thing talking about this because I'm like, oh, man, we're getting rid of Sean Monaghan. That's going to make our team look so bad. I'm like, oh, wait, like Sean's not good anymore. <laughs> You're getting <laughs> It's like, oh, what are we gonna do? Like, what are we gonna do? Backland Rizichka, Yarncroke, like that's terrible center depth. But I'm like, oh, Sean Monahan's not actually a name anymore. I mean, he's still a name, but yeah, he's he's virtually worthless on the trade value in in terms of trade value. Oh, how um, far has he fallen? Oh. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, right? Like, I hate talking about him like this. I do too. Because he was I, one I, of my, he, he was like the start of the start of the rebuild like that was the yeah. first pick that was like okay here we go yeah absolutely i mean he's he's he will always be a beloved member of the calgary flames um but it's just when you're not performing and your salary is such that it is it's just yeah you know it's you have, you have to have so many guys to resign it, too. Yeah, it's a salary cap league. Salary yeah. cap league. We, what are we gonna do, right? Like, as Brad, when was just how you framed the original question. What would I do if I was Brad? I'm like, yeah, it's good. You got to be cutthroat sometimes. Yeah, you can't run your team like the Oilers do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't be an old boys club. You have to like if a if a player is not performing you know, up to their contract, not even close. Yeah. You have to, they're going to be available. Like if you want to be a contender, that's what you have to do. You can't keep these horrible contracts on your team. You don't see many cup contending teams with these contracts sinking them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look at it. He's, he's being buried on the fourth line and he's making $6.375 million. I mean, it's, it's bad. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, I, yeah, I'm trying to bring up his ice time, but I think he's only getting like 11 minutes a night now. Like he's not getting played. Yeah. Uh, 
Like even he, Chris Tanov almost has as many points as John Monahan. <laughs> <laughs> that tells you how dire it is, really. Chris Tanov, the defense defensive defenseman, yeah. is almost pacing Sean Monahan. Um, yeah, he. Yeah, I'm looking at his game logs here. Yeah, 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 11 minutes, eight minutes and 48 seconds against Washington. Eight minutes. Yeah. Remember when he was thrown out there against the top lines and expected to win battles and score yeah. goals? Last year. <laughs> we missed the playoff. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do. Yeah. And I, I was saying this last year before joining the podcast. Uh, I would just complain a lot uh, to the to the crew, yeah, about Sean Monahan and to a lot of people. And maybe it was unjust at the time because it was really recent that his play really started to decline, like starting yeah. last year. Um, but I don't know. He always gave me that vibe of a player that it could happen to. His, his real skill was just being able to sit in the slot and have Johnny. Feed him pucks. Create magic for him. Yeah. He never, in my opinion, never drew drove the play. And he was good for half a season in 2018. Maybe then you could argue he drove the play with Johnny. And Hoodler. Made them deadly. But. And Yuri. Yeah, Yuri. Hopefully Man, Yuri was a good pickup. Oh. We, yeah. We could use uh, that Yuri Hoodler back on the team, that's for sure. Absolutely, we could use yeah. that Yuri Hoodler. Maybe Phil Kessel can be that Yuri Hoodler. Possibly. He is a you know? similar player, like kind of skilled, older, slow player. Yeah, with hands. I, he's not slow. He's still fucking fast. It's Phil Kessel we're talking about, isn't he? Maybe he is. I don't know. His whole, his whole career has been predicated upon him being able to burn guys on the ice after eating like a shit ton of burgers dogs. and hot dogs. That was yeah. That's his thing. He's like every. He's like my my favorite hockey player. If I was, uh, you know, <laughs> going after like body models that I should look up to. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. Chunky yeah. hockey player. And he can still play, right? He's not. He's thirty four. Really? Yeah. Not super old. Yeah. Sutter could uh, hammer some defense on him. I yeah. Think. If he can get Johnny to play defense, I think he could get Phil Kessel to play defense. Yeah, I think Johnny's defensive game's uh, falling off a little bit lately, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the habits are still there, you know. Yeah, some old ones are leaking back, you know. Yeah. Because I've seen Johnny, like, move his feet before, but he's, like, starting to reach a lot in the defensive zone. I'm like, man, just yeah, like, take, take two strides. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's when, that's when you don't, yeah. That's when, that's what you don't want to see. Um, yeah. So it's, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure the video coaches... If we ask if we had Marcus here again, we could ask him. But I'm sure the video coaches have have told Daryl, and Daryl's going to be on him about that for sure. But um, fatigue plays a role too. Absolutely. Yeah, he plays Johnny's a lot. Been amazing this year. I'm not going to critique Johnny at all. Yeah. Seriously, it's just you know, I'm just, it's just a, a trend that I've noticed lately. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I think this is a good point to end the episode. Unless you have anything else you want to add, um, Chris. No, I think we uh, covered a, our trade deadline once. Anything yeah. else? Any other players you think we can? Honestly, uh, no. I mean, we have no cap space. Yeah. You know, like there's, we can maybe pick up a depth defenseman, but I mean, I, I don't know. Like, it's no one really worth talking about. 
um, no, that I can really think of. I mean, other than Yarn, I think Yarn Croak should be our main. Like, if if we just get Yarn Croak, I'd I'd be happy. Um, and then deal with the Sean situation at at the draft. Um, you know, trade him to whoever will take him. Yeah, I think at this point, Seattle coming out and saying they could take back contracts makes me think that kind of opens the door for for Brad a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. It, it would be an interdivision trade, so you know, yeah. if they're taking on Sean Monahan's contract. I'm sure they're going to make him pay out the wazoo. But you know, like if it's even if it's just a fucking bag of pucks and a washing machine, it's like okay, let's just just get it done. Just get that cap space back, you know. It it has to be done. That there's not many yeah. places we can take cap space from. He's one of them, and yeah, uh, the third pairing defensemen are others who will be yeah. casualties, probably. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind giving Valamaki and Connor Mackey a, a look next year, right? As our third pairing, that'd be all right. Um, not to not to downplay again Zadorov and Goodbranson's play this year. They have. Started off real rocky, but they f- they figured it out. Yeah, huge yeah, reason. Something clicked. Something clicked. Huge reason why we're sixteen three and one in our last twenty. To be honest, yeah, huge absolutely. reason. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Carly Yarncroak and Phil Kessel. I think those are the names that the Flames should be going after. Phil Kessel is only viable if obviously um, we're on that eighteen trade clause that phil kessel is a lot of tangibles there intangibles there like a lot needs to go right sean monahan arizona coyotes need to not be on sean monahan's no trade clause um we have to be on kessel's 18 yes exactly so lots to lots to to talk about there but i i think hoping hoping we can get cali yarn croak done um you know get another swede in the locker room they've been working out Pretty yeah. well for us so far, Team, I would say. Team Sweden. Team Sweden for sure. Yeah. So let's get Hedman uh, in here too. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Hedman Hedman for Zadorov straight up. Okay. We'll throw in a teaser third pick. Okay. Third round pick. No, I don't think you even need that. I mean, we're we're on just EA Sports uh Chell twenty two, right? Like easy mode, just yeah. straight up. They'll take it. Re- re- retain fifty percent salary, you know, max out that salary. Yeah. 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 That too, and then say, uh, and then they'll say to us, "We're gonna accept this trade before you change your mind." <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> uh, it's always great when you make them do that. That's funny. Yeah. So yeah, Flames against the New Jersey Devils puck drop at eight p.m. This is Grant Chung, co-host Chris. We're signing off. Go Flames, go! Let's keep our eyes out. For Cali Yarncroke in Calgary. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.